welcome to PRSL Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we are on episode 97. 97. We're getting close to that 100. We are. We're going live. Ooh. Is that a is that gonna be a Wednesday episode or a Sunday episode? I'm not a I don't know. We'll have to figure out. I don't math out. well. I don't know. Let's see. 97. We got book level up book review 98. 98. And then we have it's gonna be a Sunday episode. Update episode. It's gonna be a Sunday episode. So it's gonna be we're like, well, it's kind of good because it's been kind of tough, you know, getting interviews right now in the midst of Q4, yeah, right? It's true. So, so we're going to go live for episode 100 on YouTube. Whoa. So, hey. And of course, you can still catch us on, on the Anchor afterwards. Um, you no, on the Anchor? Who, on the, who's, on, on, who's on Anchor? On the Anchor. Well, I love on. Anchor. They're a sponsor. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of people on Anchor. Yeah. But you know what I mean? The podcast. <laughs> you, can, you can find <laughs> us on the podcast. <laughs> Anyways. But here's the thing. We want you on the live because, you know, like it'd be kind of rough if we we're on there and there's like five people yeah, watching. Just me and you. Yeah. But you know what? If it was five only, every five of you would be important. That's right. You all matter. Very It'd just much. be nice if it was a crowd. Yeah. It'd be super sweet. <laughs> so join us. We'll, we'll, we'll release the, uh, the, the times and stuff coming up here that we can kind of prep for it and make sure that, you know, whatever you got going on that Sunday at that time, you can just drop that, go in front of a computer pull out your smartphone and watch us on YouTube because, um, you know, it's that awesome. Yes, because you just stop <laughs> everything you're doing in the middle of the holidays to watch PHP go live. Yeah, that's how we roll. But hey, we, you know, the nice, here's the thing. I know we're organic and I know that, you know, we pretty much don't edit anything and we've edited a few things here and there, but live just has a different feel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we've done IG live, but that's different. Like YouTube live is forever. It's true. So anyways, hope we'll get some moderators in there because I'm sure we'll have, you know, some friendly people showing up too. So yeah. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to volunteer for moderating, let us know. We'll, uh, we'll see if we can work something out. So okay. I think we already have our, our three. Oh, do we? We Sweet. do. Perfect. I got three. Then <laughs> never mind. What we if we have, you. what if we have more moderators than people that show up? You know, got to be prepared. Better, better prepared than <laughs> prepared. not prepared. All right. Speaking anyways, which, are we prepared for this episode? We are prepared for this episode. It is super organic. Is that that that's another word for saying unprepared? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think. Uh, I think at this point, you, you, we've said we're organic enough that we're like certified organic. <laughs> like we know somebody who does that, right? We do. Yeah. One of my good friends. Yeah. That's what yeah. he does. So maybe we can work on actually getting like the you know FDA certified organic Oops. seal on our podcast. Would our value go up, like organic stuff? Maybe. I don't know. But anyways, so this episode, we had a conspiracy episode that we were ready to roll. Yeah, and we're actually still going to do it. But, um, you know, there was some there were some things that happened that kind of, you know, shook us to our core a little bit. And we had to kind of process and figure out how we're going to deal with it. And some, some calls came in that were a little shocking. And so we want to uh, make sure that those people's identities are protected before we uh, make that episode. So uh, all that being said, um, that I'd just say that with a straight face. That's all I want to know. Like, I'm here dying in the corner of everything you're saying. And you're just very serious about it as if... This is serious, I man. I know. I just It just cracks me up. So, okay. All right. Good but this stuff. is our... Uh, this is kind of our Thanksgiving episode. So, this is releasing on Wednesday, uh, which is huge holidays for everybody, right? Because we've got Thanksgiving coming up, which is really big. And then we've got Black Friday, which for a reseller is like another holiday, right? So, uh, we realize you guys are really, really busy at this time of the year. Uh, but we wanted to take a time to kind of be thankful for uh, just a lot of different things, uh, what we've kind of learned uh, through this process, 
uh, all the different stuff that we've got going on, things we've learned, people we've talked to. Uh, and so as you're going into your Thanksgiving and you might be thinking and, and making dinners and all of those things, uh, I know it's a time that gets hectic and crazy, especially if you're thinking about Q4 and and you're shopping on Black Friday. And so we wanted to take a moment to kind of just step back a little bit and just just think of all of the, the, the blessings and the, the amazing things in our life. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. I actually titled this episode, Can We Be Thankful as Resellers? I, I, I hope so. I hope so too, or we're in the wrong game. Yeah. And, and just to, just to be clear though, this, this will be uh, reseller focused. So we're not just, uh, we're not just going to talk about all the things we're thankful in our lives. You ever do that? Like at Thanksgiving dinner when like we go around the table, like I love those traditions sometimes, but like, sometimes like, man, like, can we do this? Like while the food's still cooking, like, cause I'm hungry. I want to jump in and eat. Like, you know, do we, cause then, you know, you got that uncle that we talked about last week and then that they want to spend 15 minutes talking about stuff they're thankful for. You don't hear from them all year long, but then you get the, you know, this thankful and you're just like, I'm thankful for that turkey that's sitting right there. And I just want to eat it right now. That is true. The other part is it's always rough when you force people to be thankful, mm. right? Because then they come up with stuff and you're like, what? Are you serious? Yeah. It's got to come from a place that's like actually real. You genuinely feel it. And so real and relevant. That's right. Real relevant thankfulness. All right. So I kind of broke this down into three parts and we got our hustles of the week. Hustle of the week. And we actually got a fourth one. That's how thankful we are for our listeners. Yeah. We wanted to, to share some of the love that you guys continue to share with us with these hustles of the week. So we have platforms, possibilities, and people. Oh, man. I like the alliteration there. That's what we're thankful for. Well, this is this was on the fly. Yeah. You have no idea how much this was on the fly, but it's going to be good. All right. Let's talk about platforms. <laughs> it's kind of weird, right? At the Thanksgiving table, would you go, I want to talk about how I'm thankful for platforms. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, no, but at the same time, like, when we consider that this is a job, and it's unlike a lot of other jobs, like, a lot of people may not always enjoy their employment, but if you really step back and think like a lot of people would say, you know what? I am actually thankful that I have a job. I could be in a position where I don't have a job. I'm not able to provide. And so as a reseller, it's always a little bit awkward when you're trying to explain to people how you make money. Um, and so, yeah, so I think, I think different platforms and what platforms allow and what they kind of do for us is a part of that employment. And so being thankful for them is, is a, is a good thing. Well, and, and the reason I bring this about is you hear a lot of negativity out there and, and some of it is, I hate saying this. Deserved, maybe? Legitimate. Legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> is that a better word? It's probably the better word. Deserved. Legitimate. I like that. So, you know, we hear things like it's FeeBay, mm. right? Or, you know, you, I always call it. Sharemark. Is that what we can call Poshmark? Sharemark. I don't know if there is a negative connotation to Poshmark. Yeah. It's the sharing, sharing, sharing. Is it really? I mean, okay. So, I don't okay, know. If, maybe I'm not in that world. Is that what it happens? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think just in general, like you can pick anything and find negative in it. Like you can have the best job in the entire world and you're still going to be able to say like, oh man, the schedule with this or my my coworker here or like there's always going to be something you can point out and that doesn't diminish them. Like there, there are legitimate concerns that you can have. Uh, but I think, and we've kind of talked about this a little bit with our level up reviews, uh, is that if you go at it with that mindset, if you kind of constantly have the negative mindset about the things that go wrong, then that's all you're going to see. And, and it just feeds into itself and it's never good. But when you kind of look at it and say, well, hey, I can do something about this, so I, I will. And I can't do something about this, so I, I won't. And I'm not even going to you know worry about it. And I'm just going to move forward. Uh, and having a, a heart of gratitude, right, is kind of the you know the cliche way of saying it. But it really does help. Like if you, I mean, I've done it before where I've just done, you know, what? I'm just going to, I'm going to be positive today. I'm going to put a smile on my face and I'm going to, I'm going to, treat every situation like it's a good situation when I see people instead of, you know, how's it going? It's really easy, especially like if you're at like a work work and you're around the water cooler to be like, man, this and this and this. 
And you don't walk away from that feeling any better, right? You walk away from that feeling worse. But if you're like, you know, what? I'm doing great. Like my kid's doing this and I've got this going on or, or like with me, my, my students just did this. And when you share positive stuff, then the other person is more likely to share positive stuff. And then you both leave feeling a little bit better. Agreed. And social media is kind of that water cooler. Right. Right. So you got to be careful. But here's the thing. So all the time, you know, and we're not sponsored by eBay. We do have, you know, our love for eBay. They are our bay. And, you know, we have friends in the eBay workplace. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, you have all these fees, right? And we've talked about it ourselves. We're guilty of it, too. You know, you have the final value fee. Then you have the PayPal fee. And if you have promoted listings, you have that fee. And then if you charge shipping, you have a fee on that, right? But if you think about it, think about it. If you, let's say we're just talking about the final value fee and the PayPal fee, right? And unless you're doing managed payments, which it's less. And you're doing free shipping, okay? It's 13%. But think about with that 13%, you are able to sell something to a whole wide world, right? And something that reminded me about this, it's actually my hustle of the week later on, but I should just share now and I won't share what the hustle of the week is. But this individual that I was able to make a connection with, she knows her stuff. Like she had been in the antique business for several years. She actually had a full store and now she just she does bids for estate sales and then she runs estate sales and then, you know, the stuff that she has to sell off. She finds people. and I'll talk about that later on in her hustle of the week. But when we were talking, you know, I explained to her, I said, here's the issue. The stuff that I'm buying, it's going to take a long time. Some of these items. And she goes, oh, I know that. And this is why I approached you, because the only people that are going to see these items right now are the people that walked into that estate sale. Right. So unless there was that right person that showed up into the estate sale that wanted that one item, I'm not going to be able to sell this. And she goes, Orlando, but you, you do eBay and I do some eBay, but I don't want to put in the work. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's, that's all good. She goes, you're going to have access to millions of people and you're going to be able to sell this for more money a lot faster than I can. And I go, huh, you're so right. Because if you think about it, Right. If we didn't have platforms like eBay or Amazon or Poshmark or Mercari or Etsy or Go or StockX or Bonanza or am I missing one here? I don't, probably 50. Together. So Do you know about Together? Facebook Marketplace. Did you mention that one? Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. All these. Right. And Facebook Marketplace actually has a fee now. Right. Does it? Mm-hmm. And Is so it only for shipping or? Uh, no, I think it's for shipping. But I think there's other stuff coming. Really? And I know Craigslist, if you try to sell a car, I think if you try to relist it, they have a fee because my buddy just dealt with that. Yeah, I think. Really? Yeah. He he sent it to me. He goes, what is this? This is Craigslist. Like what? And I go, hey, you know what? We're lucky that for the last 20 years, they weren't charging fees. Yeah. And I remember, I mean, eBay was around when I was young, um, but I remember what was really big kind of before eBay took off. um, Do you remember the penny saver? Oh, yeah. It's still around. I still get it in the mail. So. I remember as a kid, that was like Christmas to me. It was getting the penny saver and just looking through, especially like I like to look through like the pet section or like use electronics, right? And I would just read through and it was, it just amazed me that these people were giving away stuff and you could find it, right? And yeah, now with like Craigslist and even though Craigslist is outdated, you got Facebook marketplaces, you've got all of these opportunities. And so, um, you know, yeah, just being thankful for the time that we live in. I even just think when we're talking about platforms, you know, even just the fact that we have these platforms on a mobile device is mm-hmm. huge. The fact that you can go and scan and look, it still takes work. Like the amount of of risk you take is a lot less now. 
uh, but it doesn't diminish the amount of work you have to put into reselling. And so it's not like these tools just make it so that way reselling is destroyed because everybody could do it. Because we've talked about before, most people don't have the tenacity to just keep going and 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 work through it and learn things. Uh, they want the easy. And so, you know, these are tools that are now available to the people, I guess you could say like the real hustlers, right? Like the people who want to use them and want to work. And it is, it's a lot of work to learn a new platform. And it's a lot of work to deal with, you know, well, these fees on this platform and this return policies on this one are different than this one. And it's a lot to manage, but each one of those is another tool in your toolbox. No, agreed. And again, you know, you think about the fact that now we have multiple platforms, right? So eBay is pretty much king when it comes to secondhand items, right? But you could sell pretty much anything. Again, I keep talking about, yes, the fees, yes, things are getting higher. But still, if you think about how much access, right, you don't have to do any little legwork, right? There was a point in time, and and some people might disagree, I tried to look into Shopify, and I was going to do Shopify. But there's so much heavy lifting, mm-hmm. right? The marketing, the getting traffic, all that, you know, Facebook, ad, like all that. Or on eBay or on Posh or wherever, you just list the item and you already automatically have access to all those people. Now, the access is, you know, a little more limited now because you can do promoted listings, mm-hmm. right? Which gives you greater access. But that's kind of, that's the trend all around. It's right. not, it's not like eBay is doing something that's different than other platforms. Amazon's been doing that for a long time with pay-per-click and so yeah. on. Right. And and so it's it's such a I'm I'm thankful for the fact that yes, do I have to pay fees? Sure. But those fees to me are minimal for the fact that you can make a full time living selling on eBay. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and and again, the amount of the risk you're taking. And I mean, because I'm I get frustrated, I'll admit I get frustrated with the eBay stores and the fact that it's, you know, you gotta pay for this mm-hmm. and pay for that. Um, but again, realistically, if I were if I were to have the overhead of an actual store. Not only is it more money, but the risk is more, right? Because you have to upfront a lot. You've got a lot more, you know, when you talk about overhead, you're talking about like you're paying like months in advance on lots of things. Internet, you're paying for lighting, you're paying for electricity, you're paying for the building, you're paying for places. Like there's a lot that's involved in having a physical brick and mortar store. And eBay takes a lot of that away. And so you kind of got to figure like, well, if I had a brick and mortar store, these would be things I would have to, you know, deal with. And if I, I feel like the risk of failure is so much higher in a brick and mortar store, right? If you go under and you're a business owner and you got a brick and mortar store, that can have more ramifications, I think, long term than if your eBay business flops and you just got to go back to work and now you just got to find something to do with the inventory, right? Like it's 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 less of a, I feel like, I mean, people can go into debt. I mean, you can definitely go into debt buying inventory for eBay, but I think the overall risk is less, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know... Again, with all of these platforms and being thankful, I think being thankful for the platforms is understanding too there's a long view, right? There's mm-hmm. a long view of, yes, when new things roll out, like we were just talking about on our last interview uh, with, um, who was it, Etsy that's got a new policy. Oh, yeah. When those things roll out, it could be devastating to you. Um, it can make a big impact. It can cut into your bottom line temporarily. It can cut into your bottom line maybe permanently. But I think Understanding these platforms are working in a capitalistic society where they have to find ways to bring us, the seller, right? And so it will work out. Like there might be a time where things happen and and eBay makes a decision or Amazon makes a decision and they start seeing a cut in their bottom line because people are jumping ship. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, they're going to correct. They're going to say, okay, like, and part of it's just a figuring out game. Like they're like, can we squeeze a little bit more money out of our sellers? Are they going to be okay with this amount? And it's the market trying to find the fair price. Right. Mm-hmm. And if they ever exceed what is actually a fair price, 
people will stop using them. Another platform will come along. And again, we have those platforms available to us. And I, I feel like in the long run, it, the market will kind of work itself out. Uh, but in the short run, having multiple platforms is something to be thankful for. Agreed. And, you know, I wanted to talk about Amazon a little bit because, you know, and again, to me, eBay and Amazon are worlds apart. And the reason the world's apart is because I actually believe there's people behind eBay or Amazon. I, I can't say that, you know, and we'll talk about that later because some of the greatest impact have been people within the eBay community, right? Amazon, you know, there are friends that I've developed that are FBA, but, you know, it's to me, Amazon is very robotic. But if you think about the fact that you can go into a retail store and sell something within 10, I don't know, maybe five minutes of something hitting the warehouse. Like that's huge. Like I, so last week, I actually, I found an item. I, I, I scanned, I scanned, I scanned. Think about it. The fact that we can even scan, right? Not yeah. even with our phones, but that there are scanners that are faster than yep. our phones that break down the math. Pretty inexpensive. Pretty inexpensive. I mean, the app I use is only about, I think, 10 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. Right. And the savings I have. And then I use other apps now with Amazon that allow me to be more competitive. But I was thinking about this. I walked in the store. I find five items. Right. And they're about, I think it was like $18 with tax included. And, you know, the ranking was super low. I sent them into the warehouse. The moment they hit the warehouse, all five sold. I, I instantly had $100 net profit. Right. That fast. Right. You think about that. There isn't another time in history that I can think about that you can sell items that quick, right? Because, yeah, I mean, there was time for me having to buy it, go home, prep it, ship it out to the warehouse, but that was instant, right? And so so I'm thankful for the fact that as long as we can, because here's the other thing I thought about too, was there's an article that I read about how brands are unhappy with Amazon. This was dealing with Nike, but... They're they're unhappy with Amazon because Amazon doesn't gate more sellers. Right. Right. And I kind of understood their perspective. I know that's hard to say, but you know, if you have a brand and you're worried about counterfeits, or there's I remember reading one story about an individual that kept getting uh, they kept getting stuff returned to them that people would buy from Amazon. Right. Right. And they had no way to figure out Yeah. Like especially when you're dealing with like warranties and stuff like correct. that. Correct. Yeah. Right. But the fact that Amazon is still and who knows how long this will happen for willing. And yes, I know they're going to make money off of us. I get that. We got to live in that world and understanding that this is what it's about, but that I can still sell thousands upon thousands of brands for good money, especially Q4 and that I could have a, a month and a half where I can, and I'm hoping, I'm not sure that's going to be the case, but where I can make just as much in that month and a half on Amazon as I made all year. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. It's amazing. So. Just, you know, if if anybody, Jeff Bezos, if you're out there listening, we're grateful that you've allowed us to do Amazon FBA. Yeah. Thank you. I'm very thankful. <laughs> That's just, that, that was hard to say. Was it? Like, I can say thanks, eBay. Appreciate you. You know, but Amazon, I'm not sure. Yeah. Next time you uh, cash out on your Amazon, just remember. Uncle Be Bezos. Yeah. Just remember, <laughs> like, like, you got to be thankful, right? Like, like you said, like. I always, I mean, you're a history guy. So just think back like the old days of, of, I mean, kind of what we do in some ways is almost like the, uh, the, uh, what's the proper term for it? Like, a somebody who would go from place to place and, and, and buy things and sell it, like kind of a traveling, we well, yeah, have merchant, but like, I'm thinking more 
like there is a lot of negative connotations to people who do that stuff, right? These like, oh yeah, that's another thing we should talk about too. Like, think about it. T- Ten years ago, resellers we were pretty much seen as scammers. Yeah, let's be real. I, I mean, maybe, maybe in the IG, well, there was no IG community. <laughs> maybe amongst resellers, it didn't seem like that. But I remember growing up, you know, people didn't understood the, didn't understand the difference between price gouging, right, right and fair market. Right. Right. Because price gouging is when there's something that people need and you know they need it and you hike up that price. That's price gouging. Right. What we do is we work within the market. Yep. Right. There's a big difference. Right. These aren't things that people need. Right. People don't need my vintage LL Bean bomber jacket I just sold. They don't need that. Yeah. And and beyond just the need, too, I mean, I think that's a good distinction to make. But yeah, it's it comes down to the fair market price. Like how many times you get told you know, it something is only as valuable as something is somebody's willing to pay for mm-hmm. it. Right. And so, you know, we, we get those questions all the time. Like, how can you buy these toys for, you know, these prices and then sell them for these other prices? And it's like, well, cause realistically the current market prices is, is that and reselling is, and, and we talked about this last year during Q4 reselling is that like rare thing that's, it's, it's needed in the market. I wouldn't imagine every market has something similar to this, right? Because a store, like a big store, Target is not going to be able to fluctuate their prices based off of demand, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's a an estimated like here's the supply we have, here's the demand for it, here's like the set price on it. But I think people get in their minds that like a, an item only costs a certain price because that's what it sells at at the store. Well, realistically, they might not have enough of it. It sells out. People go to stores, it's not there. The price was too low. Realistically, yeah. the price was too low because if it Agreed. was priced right, there'd be the right there'd be an equilibrium of supply and demand, right? So when it comes down to it resellers kind of make up that like, you know, other entity that helps correct market prices and provides the values. Cause yeah, if you are willing to pay a hundred dollars for a $20 toy, but they're not in any stores because the, the target wasn't able to adjust for that. People were buying these toys at, at $20 a pop. Well, we can now be, are the ones that's able to get that toy to you for the fair market price that you're willing to pay. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And, and the other thing is, and we've shared this multiple times that we're personal shoppers, right? How many times have you received? I've received many of you have received a message from somebody saying, I've been looking for so long for this item and I'm so grateful, right? And you, you sold it for a decent amount of money. You made decent profit, but that individual would have paid even more probably for that item, you know, had they not had access to eBay, right? So just something to think about. Yep. So, Good. All right. Let's talk about the possibilities. Possibilities are endless, my friend. No, why well, are they endless? I mean, I really. think there's endless as your hustle. That that's what I mean. You know, like depending on what you're willing to do, and um, I mean, I, I'm thinking about this with just a lot of stuff, right? Like, there's the possibility of like how much you can make, and we've seen this growth uh, with Heather now that she's staying home mm-hmm. and she's <clears throat> putting in more. Like, our store has increased exponentially the amount of items we have listed. We had a, a lot of uh, inventory reserves kind of sitting around. And now that I'm sourcing stuff, it's getting put up right away. It's getting shipped out same day. Like, so we're seeing increases in sales. So the possibilities there for increase, obviously the more hustle you put in, uh, but then like other things too, like we've already talked a little bit about social media, but there's just so many possibilities of ways of, of impacting people's lives, using reselling as a way to, to improve your own life, improve others' lives. It's, it really is an amazing thing. Well, yeah. And I've shared this before, but it's been a while. You know, when I first started reselling, you know, the first flip I had was for, it was, well, there's been, there were a few, so I'm trying to remember the one I really got serious. It was this, uh, 
this welding thing. I don't know. It was antique-ish. I thought it was worth money. It was only worth 10 bucks, right? But I paid five and I flipped it for 10 and I doubled my money. I, bought, I sold it to an antique store. Maybe it was worth a lot more and I didn't know. But I'll never forget. This is. Do you remember the story about when my uh, stepdaughter had asked me for some money and I pulled out a wad of cash? Do you remember the story? I think, yeah, I think you remember. Okay, it's been a long time. We have a lot of new listeners. But I'll never forget that feeling <clears throat> after being getting serious about you know, reselling and my stepdaughter needed to go somewhere and she had approached me and, you know, she had said, dad, I need some money to go to the movies Mm -hmm. and blah, blah. And I remember months before, like things were super tight. I mean, it was paycheck to paycheck. Right. And I always had to, I remember having to do Saturday schools, which, you know, those aren't fun. You spend four hours and I would only make a hundred bucks in four hours. Now that's not bad money. Right. But it's a Saturday morning. Right. Which this was before I understood garage sales. Yep. Like think about that. A hundred bucks would be one stop at a garage sale. Yep. Right. I took on so many different things. I would, I would do tutoring. I would, you know, I was the lunch duty guy. Yep. I, you know, you you went I through this, Mike. Yep. Mike did the same action. Mike was my predecessor. Yep. Right. I took on every possible extra stipend I could take on, yep. and then you know, and then took on reselling too in order to help help. And then reselling was the thing that opened up even more possibilities. Yep. I remember that. So I, I'll never forget. She had asked me for money and then I just pulled out this wad of cash. I had like $160 in cash. And I'll never forget this because and hopefully it was 160 and that's what I said in podcast number five. But whatever it was, it was a decent amount that I never had before where it was just, you know, I did do the Dave Ramsey where you have the blow money, just money you can yep. spend on whatever, but it never was $160, right? So I'm able to give it to her and I never worried about her giving it back to me. And I remember how good that felt. Right. I was so thankful for the fact that I was able to sell on eBay. I remember one summer, you know, you're, you're, we talk about teaching and some contracts are 10 months and some are 12 months. I had a 10 month contract. So one summer was just, I thought I had enough savings to cover rent. Didn't happen. Mm. Right. But then I stumbled a bunch across a bunch of textbooks and I sold them on Amazon and it more than paid for my rent. Right. So I, I think about all these moments. Right. Where if it wasn't reselling, I wouldn't be able to do this. There was a point in time where every weekend, you know, I was able to go out with my family and never have to worry about, you know, dinners as a family cost money. Yeah. You know, I was a family of five at one point and that's over a hundred dollars easily. Right. But that that's not actually my uh, Sunday tradition is family dinner. And I never stress off of it Mm. where I remember there was a point in time where we had to budget and we could only do it once a month. Right. Right. And it, and those of you that have, have kids, as they get older, maybe some of you agree, the only way you really get to spend quality time with your kids once they become teenagers is when you spend money. I know, I know that's out there, but you know, you gotta, you gotta take them to Disneyland or you gotta do a family dinner. Like, now, you know, you may have that rare exception where you have that incredible family that likes to date, take, hikes together right that's doable too right but i know as far as us like it was unless it was something that they could get out of it like our kids were kind of eh, we just want to hang out with ourselves you know what i mean or hang out with their buddies right but for like hey due to reselling we're able to get season tickets to disneyland man some of the greatest you know family memories were created as a result of reselling to buy disneyland tickets which you kind of experienced the same didn't you yeah i mean right now not only is my wife able to stay home and she's still she's hustling. I mean, she hustles hard doing all of this reselling stuff with me. Uh, but she's got 
season pass to Disneyland and it's like every other week she's taking my son to Disneyland. And, you know, it, it's amazing to me to know that they get to have that time together. Um, and, and it's it's largely due to reselling. I mean, I would say majority of it is reselling. I mean, we downsized too, which has helped. Um, but I mean, even the downsizing would have never happened. It wouldn't even been our radar if it wouldn't have been for reselling. And so, uh, yeah, I would definitely say it, it has been beyond life changing for sure. Agreed. And here's the other component I want to talk about is I talk about pulling that lever, right? Or putting that, you know, putting that pedal down and doing what you need to do. But that's, that's another thing that I enjoy that I'm grateful about reselling is that you can make more money if you need to. It does take a lot of hustle. It takes grind. But, you know, I think about right now, Q4, right? I could, I could kind of slow it down a bit and I could make a decent amount of sales. And I could just pay the bills. Or if I want to, I could work as if sleep doesn't exist. And I'll, I'll be able to enjoy some time away in January, February, March, and April, which is kind of the times I travel with my, with my kids if I put in that hustle now, right? So you have that ability. Now, I know everybody has different time constraints, right? So I'm full time. So it's, you know, I have a lot more time available, right? Where you're in the classroom all day and it makes it more difficult. But if you choose to, you can still do that. Hey, I'm going to work from 9 p.m. to 2 in the morning thing which I did for a while to get to a place to be in full time. But the fact that you have the possibility, the fact that you have the options, to me, that is something I'm extremely grateful for. No, it's huge. And yeah, I mean, just recapping what you said there, like as a teacher, there are units where I spend countless hours ahead of time prepping stuff. Uh, during the unit, I do all kinds of extra stuff. And we're talking like hours and hours outside of school. And I don't get paid anymore for that unit, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas I can do that same unit with a couple less projects and not, it won't be as engaging for the students and I might not grade as thoroughly and I might not, and I'm going to get paid the same. Right. And so it doesn't matter how much more I hustle now in the long term, you know, I feel like I'm a firm believer that whatever company you're at, um, whatever industry you're in, because you might be moving companies, but whatever industry you're in, if you're at the, if you're the best at what you do all the time, the money's going to follow it. I heard somebody say one time and it stuck with me, you get paid today for the work you did five years ago, right? Mm. So that the, the work you're putting in now at a, in an industry or in, a, in a, a company, you might not be seeing the impact of that until later. But reselling is one of those few things where, you know, it's almost, it, it's kind of like a commission-based job or a sales job where you can say, you know what, I am going to go out and make one more stop and I'll make more money, right? So when you put in that extra work, there's there's financial compensation for it immediately, not just five years down the road as as contacts build and your reputation builds and those types of things. And one more thing I want to say with possibilities is I find it interesting that, for instance, the tripod that my camera's on right now, um, the speaker system, I have a really nice speaker system in my office. Um, all of these things are things that I've sourced for, for very, very, very great yep. deals. You know, so like the possibility of even just, if you're a collector of things, if you're really into something or, or you've got a hobby, you know, I'm, I'm really into camera gear. I'm, I, all that kind of stuff. And it's not every day I find it, but I found a really nice glide cam, which is an expensive, like smoothing thing that you can buy. That's normally like $180. And I got it for like 40 bucks at a garage sale, almost brand new. Mm -hmm. And it took a year and a half of reselling before I found that glide cam. But if you're doing that, if you're constantly in thrift stores, if you're constantly in garage sales, the possibilities of finding deals for yourself is amazing too. And so that's something to, to, to think about. If that was something you would have bought or maybe wouldn't have purchased because of the price, but now you can purchase it or you're able to purchase it at an extreme savings. It's that's, that's a huge thing to be thankful for. I think for being a reseller, I don't know of many other 
jobs were just on the day to day. It's like, ooh, I could use this, right? No, and and again, it's about a mindset thing, understanding that yes, you know, this item is gonna bring back money. It's it's kind of like you make a sale, but you're not making a sale. Yep. The profit's there because that's one less thing you have to spend money on. Yeah, or like when you buy gifts for other people, right? Like, oh yeah, we've talked I, about. I do that. that all the time, right? Like you're somewhere and you're like, oh, so and so would love this thing. Their birthday's coming up in two months. I'm going to buy it for 10 bucks. If I were to buy this new at a store, it'd be 49. So they're getting, a lot of times it's brand new stuff, or maybe it is vintage, right? Like Mm -hmm. if they're into vintage stuff, but you can be getting brand new stuff for a fraction of the price. And so, yeah, so even though I'm not selling this, I'm I'm still getting a $40 net gain in my bank account because Mm -hmm. that's not money I've spent. Agreed. A lot of possibilities out there. Possibilities are endless, my friends. <laughs> I feel to like, infinity and beyond. Oh my! Thank you, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, my son's really into Buzz Lightyear right now. So. Okay, that was a pretty awesome gift. I saw somebody got him like a yeah, like a giant one. So Mike and I actually have hung out outside of the podcast. Yeah, and we're actually having Thanksgiving together. I know. We got to so, do another IG story. We got. We we have to with you with the turkey leg. If you don't yeah. remember last year, Mike decided to just start gnawing on a turkey leg in our IG story. Which hey, is man. great. Hey, it's Thanksgiving. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. All right. But I think it's time for us to be thankful for something else. Yeah. What's that? I don't know. But are we, are we going to do our spiel first or? We should. Hey, by the way, if you haven't had a chance, we're also on Instagram, on TikTok, and on Facebook as Pure Hustle Podcast. So check us out. You know, it's funny. Um, I want to share this. Somebody approached us about our TikToks and go, they're kind of cringy, but they're informative. They're cringy. It's all good though, but you know this is the world we live in. Like, who cares? Yeah, like right? we, we've got you know we our our commitment is to provide the best quality and content that we can on the podcast, and uh, and Instagram we we try and provide the best quality and content, and then on other platforms you know we're just gonna be silly. And if you're into that, you're into that. And if you're not, oh well. Hundred percent. We have some things that you're gonna have to just yeah go with. Maybe me. it'll be cringe. Maybe it'll be uh maybe it'll be you know pro status. We'll see. We'll see what's received. <laughs> we'll see. There's so much behind what you just said. Yeah. Just wait. Just wait. And All right. This is not a conspiracy. No, it's not a conspiracy. Hey. So hey. By the way, if you have any ideas about the conspiracy episode, you still want to get in last moment, right? You can always you know DM us on Instagram or send us a message on Facebook. Or on TikTok, even Pierce Podcast. You can also on Twitter, Pierce Cast. You can shoot us an email at Pierce Podcast at gmail.com. That's Pierce Podcast at gmail.com. Or leave us a voicemail. And, you know, if we need to disguise your voice for anonymity purposes, we're down with that. So we'll do what we got to do. We'll do what we got to do. So 619 738 1170. That's 619 738 and as always, if you ever want to say thank you to us in a monetary way, there's a link below. That's another thing we are so extremely grateful for. Like, do you remember when we talked about doing this? Yep. And you're like, you you know, we both kind of were like, who's going to who's gonna donate anything, right? Who's going to, I mean, we're just a bunch of bald guys doing a podcast. That's right. right? Don't forget the beards. Bearded guys. Hey, people like do you, our 10-year picture. Do you yeah. see what people post on Instagram? They're, they're telling us basically never shave the beards. Yep. So this is getting this is gonna shave one day. Yeah, my wilderness beard. Mike wants it to go. Away, I, no, I no. I think I think I think with beards, it's about maintenance. So it's maintaining, like finding a level you like, and then keeping it there neatly. Because you can go from nice tame to uh, out of control really quickly. Because you go and I feel like beards. Like I, I read a meme one time. It's like a you go through stages, and I don't remember what the first ones are. But then at the latter stages, you go to crazy man. And then after Crazy Man is like wise sage, but you've got to go through the Crazy Man, and nobody really wants to go through that first. So, so where do you think I am right now, Mike? On this opinion, 
You're, you're not a crazy man yet. I'm not. Okay. I feel like I'm a crazy man. There's days, not that anybody on the podcast cares, but there's days that I feel that beard is crazy man. And then there's other days I'm able to tame it. Yeah. Pure Awesome Podcast grooming tips. Uh, <laughs> special we've got coming up here pretty soon. And if any beard companies or bald companies want to sponsor us, companies? we're here for you. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> Shaving head companies. Like the one, the one company I use, you know, I'm going to reach out to them. Because I use their products all the time. It'd be great if they sponsored us. Yeah. So, anyways. You know there's got to be some other balded, bald-headed, bearded uh, resellers out there. Oh, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. So, uh, okay. The other thing. Oh, hey. By the way, we're also grateful for all the reviews. You yes. guys are so kind. And, you know, we read those. And I'm like, let's keep doing this. Let's yep. make it happen. Right? And the fact that you give us feedback, we really appreciate that. And, you know, again, we're always willing to admit, hey, sometimes, you know, we drop the ball. Sometimes we're not, you know, at the top of our game. You mean we're not perfect? Well, yeah, we're not perfect. Yeah. Probably probably 99% of the time. But there's that 1% that shines through. But we're grateful. So thank you. Thank you, all of you. And, hey, we're almost at 200 reviews. We're about, I think, 9 or 10 away since I last checked. So if we can make that happen, we greatly appreciate it. Yeah, that. that'd be huge. We appreciate it. All right. And without go. further ado, come on, hustlers. It's the freaking hustle of the week. Yeah. Hello. Now you got me moving a little more. That's right. More get, than get the, get the juices flowing. More than a project we're working on. Oh, no, that's going to be crazy. All, All right. right. So, hustle of the week. Our first one comes from Daniel, IG handle at Sir Flips a lot. Love that name. Uh, and the hustle of the week from a few months back at Flip for More works with at Sir Flips a lot. I like those both those names. Those are great. No, but so do you remember that one hustle of the week by Flip for More where they actually blurred it in the warehouse? Oh yeah. So yeah. Th- th- this is this crew. Nice. Okay. Uh, and so they had mentioned a rivalry in the warehouse about who would get the first hustle of the week. They actually blasted the hustle of the week in the warehouse. I remember that. That was awesome. So they came across a set of speakers at a garage sale and paid twenty five dollars. Uh, these were um, <laughs> Totem Acoustics Dreamcatcher sound system speakers and subwoofer. Have you ever heard of the totem? I don't. I feel like I should, but I haven't. I know that's what I feel. I'm like, I should know this, but I don't. Did you mention how much they paid? Did I miss that? Yeah, it's not on here. Oh, he they paid, paid twenty five. Oh, it's on there. How much did they make? I have a lot of typos in there. Yeah, but how much did they make? How much did they make? Is it not on there? It's not on there. This they is made how... a lot of money. <laughs> no, they sold so much print. money that like there wasn't even room for the zeros on this page. To like put them all there. That's how much they sold these totems for. You're great at stalling, Mike. Thank you. I appreciate you. You're welcome. I'm thankful for you. So do you want to read the amount? It's oh, pretty impressive. There's a lot of zeros there. So sold it for $800 with $132.95 shipping. So $932.95 from $25 purchase. That's pretty amazing. Way to go, Sir Phillips, a lot. Yeah, and, so uh, and at flip more. Let's flip make more. it. Let's make it to a Blair's in the warehouse, right? It's a great hustle of the week, Daniel. Yeah, sir flips a lot on Instagram. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Hustle of the week. Oh man, that was a little much. All right, I thought we just needed to make it for the warehouse. Right, yeah, we gotta <laughs> blow out their speakers and their eardrums. <laughs> All right, All right. So let me go with uh, my hustle of the week, not my hustle, but somebody else's hustle of the week. So we got JT IG handle underscore JTOR. J-T-O-R-R-E. And they're super part-time. And I love hearing, and these are, I think all of our 
resellers here that share the hustle of the week are part-time. And I love part-time hustle of the week because that's the beauty of it where, you know, you're kind of, you're not there like 40 hours a week, but then there's that one time you're like, I need to do this more. So they part-time, they sell on eBay, Etsy and Posh. They bought a whole bunch of vintage 80s tees for about 25 cents a piece from a garage sale. Super generic, right? You know, you see those generic 80s uh -huh. tees. And back in the day, before I really did research, I used to pick up stuff like that all the time. I think you're using, you're reading the wrong one. Am I reading the wrong one? Yeah. That, no, I'm reading the right one. Oh, it's okay. We're just going to, oh. Got to change the, the IG handle. You know, it was a late night for me. Yeah. Did you know that? Alana was packing all night long. I helped him carry his boxes into the, the store, man. It was like 11 boxes or something crazy like that. It was 11 boxes and it was, it was 3 a.m. So, you know, appreciate you bearing with us. Okay. I even wrote these notes. That's the worst part about it. All right. Jeff, I apologize. No, JT, I apologize. Let's get back to you, JT. JT, IG handle, underscore, J-T-O-R-R-E. This is a hustle of the week. And this is one of those where you have to be first on a drop. You ever buy drop stuff that goes that gets dropped, like Supreme nope. Morning? It's so hard. Like unless you know bots or you know people, it's really hard to take advantage of it. Well, JT purchased an American Eagle 2019 one ounce silver enhanced reverse proof coin. That sounds amazing. Do you know what that is? Nope, but it sounds awesome. It's from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> for $69.95. And, and a lot of people on IG did. There was posts all over IG about oh, it. Oh, okay. So it's like, is it like an official mint coin? Correct. Like, okay. Yeah. Correct. I used to buy silver to like to like use as my little 401k. Nice. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people did on this one. We weren't on the drop, but that's okay because we were busy making money other doing other things. But flipped, I believe this is within 24 hours. I saw a lot of people for $799.99. That's no joke. And I actually, I believe the value on those have gone up. That's what's crazy. Because some people had messaged me and they're like, hey, Orlando, I got this. You know, the only thing I regret is that I sold this too fast. Mm. And so it's just something to think about. Now, do you have any right now that you have, con you know, currently on hold somewhere? Like you're like no, I wasn't. Deposit box? No, I wasn't doing uh, like special mints or anything. I was just buying like an ounce of silver at a time. Like every paycheck, I'd go. Uh, the thing though with silver is you really need to buy in bulk because of taxes. At least where we're at, um, if okay. you don't buy at least fifteen hundred dollars in silver, you have to pay like it's it's like a crazy like eight percent or eleven percent tax fee on the silver. Whereas if you buy fifteen hundred, at least this is what it was back when I was doing it. You don't have to pay that. Okay. And so um, the appreciation of silver over time wasn't outpacing like the fees that I was paying. Like I would get like the 8% growth over a year or two and it's like sweet, but it's like now if I sold it, it would just break even. Uh, so I just liquidated it. Um, so I don't have any more physical silver, but I'm thinking about maybe getting back into uh, physical silver and gold or, you know, adding that in, just make my portfolio a little diversified, you know? Sounds so legit. Yeah. All right. So the, here's the thing with silver. I'm looking at the sold right now. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. Oh, the most recent, it's already gone up to a thousand, like there's over a thousand dollar sales on, on that same coin. So still the fact that you made that money that fast, JT, from 65 to 800. Yeah. And, and that's, that's one of the legit. things you got to be thankful. It's easy to, to think like, man, if only, and my advice on that is hindsight's 2020, right? Quote of the week. There you go. You can always look and say, I sold too early or I, I paid too much. In the But you've got to be thankful for what you got. You had a huge 
hustle of the week. That was amazing. Yeah, you could have maybe made a little bit more if you would have, you know, done something different, but you can't, that doesn't take away from what you did earn. So that's amazing. That's an awesome hustle of the week. All right. Our next one comes from Jeff, uh, Instagram handle at Jeff KU Jan Music Super. Nope. It's just K Jan Music. Oh, okay. K Jeff Kujan Music. Jeff Kujan Music? Mm-hmm. Yep. Sweet. Super. <laughs> Hope we pronounced that right. Yeah. Our apologies, Jeff. We yeah. we totally butchered your name. That's all right. All right. So this is the one that Orlando is starting to read. So part-time seller, Etsy and Posh, bought a whole bunch of vintage 80s from um, only 25 cents, uh, but a lot of them were very generic. One of them they thought was a 1981 Hall & Oates tour shirt. Do you know who Hall & Oates is? Nope. Oh, here she comes. She's a man-eater. That sounds familiar. You know, you know, they're they're ultimate like eighties like music. Is it like hairband? No, not hairband. Oh, okay, just those of you that are, you know are in their forties like me. I I didn't listen to Holly Notes. I was too little, but I remember like when I would watch MTV as a teenager, their videos would show up every once in a while. So pretty crazy. Okay. So, anyways, this one, this Holly Notes tour <laughs> shirt, like what <laughs> listed uh, in one week sold for one hundred forty nine ninety nine on Etsy. That's amazing. Twenty five cent purchase to one hundred forty nine dollars. Uh, and, and like we talked about when we were talking to the college picker, uh, Etsy is a good place. It seems like for those kinds of vintage clothing items. There's our Holland. I have. I'm showing Mike right now. If you're listening to the podcast, a picture of Holland Oates. Yeah, I don't know if showing pictures is going to help me at all on that, but they <laughs> definitely look like they're from the <laughs> but 80s. Definitely not hair. hair. Yeah, but that's not a hair band. Like that's. I mean, with that stash. I mean, they're a band, and they got some crazy hair. Yeah, but they 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 were like big time. Yeah. So actually, I think they have some more stuff that's been released in the 2000s. You got to love when they come back, man. So anyways, hey, thanks so much, Jeff, at Jeff Kajan Music. Very much appreciate it. All right. We got one more hustle of the week just because we're so grateful for all of you that, you know, I've been using the hashtag and been sharing with us. So Nacho, and that's not his name, but do you remember Nacho? Nacho. He, he had a hustle yes. of the week back. I, I don't know, the early. He's been a listener since day one. Yeah. Really appreciate it. I you. loved getting all the comments on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Super, super interactive. So, IG handle, nacho.tv. This is a mug life hustle ooh, of the week. Ooh. And, you know, what happened? Where, where are the mug life? Like, I haven't seen a trash talk in a while. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, we got a cool mug life video. We, we do have a... <laughs> was that our, just our little... Shameless plug, plug. Shameless plug. All right. So, he went to the store that shall not be named. You know, that's a thing now. I like it. I like it. Went to the store that shall not be named, picked up a mug for $2, and it sat in his store for 10 months. It was a Dr. Katz mug. Do you know what Dr. Katz is? Uh-uh. So, Dr. Katz was a show, is a cartoonish show on Comedy Central in the 90s. And probably has a super cult following, and this is why it sold for this much. So, he found a mug that wasn't Dr. Katz, the main character. It was actually the secretary. And actually, the mug had a chip on it. Paid $2. And he sold it for $249.99. That's nuts. That is mug life. Yeah. So Straight up. Mugging. I, I, when's the last time you picked up a mug? Um... Like three weeks ago at a at the store that should not be named. And I paid, I think, like two bucks for it. And it's going for like forty nine. Oh good. I had some had some like thirty dollar offers. So I know I know I'll get what I'm looking for. Okay. I so mean occasionally I, I pick them up. I picked the mugs. I just sold a bunch of Snoopy mugs and another mug for like about a hundred bucks and I paid like ten dollars for all of them. Nice. So yeah, there's still mugs out there. You just gotta be really careful. Yeah. And I just bought a Star Trek mug uh for fifty cents for myself. 
Oh, it's like an old school 80s Star Trek mug. I don't know. Maybe it's worth money. I might I might put it up and sell it. But uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. That's just what we were talking about. And here's the funny the mug life video, that Disney mug that we have in there. Uh-huh. We You sold it, right? I sold that. Yep. Nice. Even after all that we went through. Oh, with yeah, it? man. It's, it's, it's like bulletproof packaging. Do you hear what happened with the Tesla? Oh, yeah. No, the glass. Yep. I saw the video. So they, they beat the armor of the vehicle and that worked out. It was supposed to be, you know, like you can't break uh-huh. it. And then the glass, they threw something at it, right? And it shattered. And it shattered. He's like, this will this will stop a nine millimeter bullet. And they threw like a metal ball at it and it shattered. And it's like, uh. But Elon, Elon played it cool. Yeah, yeah. But this is what I love. Like, even right now, we've had a lot of fumbles in our podcast. And maybe some of you might disagree. I don't know. But we're human. Yeah. Just the way it is, right? Mm-hmm. And we roll with it and That's you move right. on. And, and you just enjoy life. So anyways. I feel I like you're it. apologizing there a little bit. It's all good. No, I feel kind of bad. Like I look at these typos and I'm like, I must have been, ex- I, I was exhausted. It was like three in the morning. I don't even remember what was going on. I just know I had a shipment that had to get sent out. Yep. So thank you guys for dealing with me. Yeah. We loved your hustles of the week. That was good stuff. Can I shout them out one more time? I'm going to shout out one more time because I want to make sure we didn't mess up their name. So we got Daniel on Instagram, IG handle, Sir Flips a lot. We have JT, IG handle, underscore J-T-O-R-R-E. We have Jeff, IG handle, at Jeff Kujan. That's with the J, music on Instagram. And we have Nacho, IG handle, nacho.tv. Thank you, guys. And what about your hustle of the week, Mike? All right. So actually, I had a really good weekend. This last weekend, I didn't go uh, to garage sales because it was my son's birthday. And so we we took the weekend off and, and just threw his party and, and had you know family time. But uh, the weekend before, I had a really, really good garage sale season, like our session. It was like amazing. It felt like a season because of all the things you picked up. Yeah. I mean, it was really good. In fact, like at first I was like, oh, this isn't going so well. But then as the day went, it kept getting better and better. And then as I'm on my way home, like we're past the golden hour, right? It's like 11 o'clock. I'm like, okay, like garage sales. Like I'm, I'm That's way past. Yeah, I ain't going to find anything now. And so I, I text my wife and I'm like, I'm just going to stop at a couple thrift stores on my way home. And I go into two thrift stores and one of them, I picked up like just a ton of stuff like in bulk. And I'll talk about that probably in another podcast. And then I'm like, oh man, so I've got so much stuff here. Like I could just go home now and be happy. And I'm like, I'm just going to stop at one more. So I stopped at the store that should not be named. I didn't see anything there that I really wanted, except for I might be going to a goals game coming up here, which is like a local nice. local hockey team. And so I saw a goals hat and I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to go, I need some swag. And last time I went, it was they, they wanted like 24 bucks or something for a hat. I have some for 25 in my store yeah. if you want. Nope, nope. So I found this one for like... <laughs> dollar fifty or dollar ninety nine or whatever their hats are. And so I bought that. And as I'm checking out, thinking like, well, at least I saved some money, right? Like possibilities. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, you know, don't have to pay as much. As I'm checking out, and I'd already looked in their their glass counter, their glass like little little cabinet, and there was nothing good in there. And as I'm checking out, I look and I see this big long like three foot wooden boat, but just the base sitting on a box. And I'm like, what is that? And so I'm like looking at it as I'm like putting my card in and about ready to pay. And I ask, I'm like, how much is that boat? And I'm like trying to look it up and I'm typing in the words that are on it. And she's like, I don't know. It's the price is probably on there. So I walk over and I look and they wanted $49.99. I get a 10% discount and I look it up and these are going for like $375, right? And it says on the box, the name of the boat and it says complete. So I had them take it down. I looked in, it had the the mast and everything. And I was like, this is amazing. So I picked it up. I buy it. I'm going to make a huge profit on that. But I'm just thinking like, as I'm checking out, I'm ready to leave the store, already feeling pretty good about myself. Yeah. And I just did one more scan and I just looked and like, 
in the distance, I could see it. And I'm like, I think something is there. And so I'm thankful for that. I'm really thankful that 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 was, you know, some hustle that paid off there. But just goes to show that like, when you're hustling, sometimes it's easy to overlook things and to always be scanning, always have your eyes looking because there might be something that you missed. Um, and you never know, you could be walking out the door ready to load up your car. And it just like, like a glimmer of hope, it just catches your eye, just like, a ray of sunshine and, and, like and it warms your it warms your soul and 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 causes you to jump for joy inside. Wow, reselling can do that, huh? It sure can. <laughs> when you've got a thankful heart, it does. <laughs> Are you saying I don't have a thankful heart? Well, I you know I, I you know I will tell you I it's been a little bit since I've had that warm like oh I can't believe I just scored this but you know it'll come back yeah. It, it's, you're 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 in the midst of well, of of scanning items in stores exactly, and sending no, out to Amazon. You know, 100%. once you're on the treasure hunt, you know you're like a pirate. When you when you find that you know really rare sought after booty, you're you're happy. <laughs> I love how you use words that unless people understand what that word is. I think everybody <laughs> understands what pirate's booty is. I mean, they even have a snack called pirate's booty. That is true. It's really good too, by the way. It is yummy. But okay, so you're right. I that's one of the things I've shared before is that. Amazon to me can feel like warehouse work. And that's exactly what last night was, was I had 200 units. Some of them were huge, you know, items that I had to put in poly bags. I had to put the padding. I had to pack the boxes and yeah, but I'm still grateful for that opportunity. Okay. So let me share with you my hustle of the week before you play the hustle of the week sound. And then, and then I can't share anymore. Okay. So one of the things I've talked about, if you follow us on Instagram, is that I'm really looking to just source for eBay about twice a week in this Q4, right? Because I want to spend a lot of my time in FBA because, you know, here's the thing. I dropped, it's kind of interesting. Somebody had mentioned, I forget somewhere, maybe it was on TikTok that, you know, because I had posted about, you know, I went to some stores, this is how much I paid and is how much net profit I'm going to make. Somebody said, well, you know, it's not worth it. You know, you can get more at liquidations or at garage sales and so on. And I agree. You can make a lot more money. Like if I just made my money off of garage sales, right, I could probably make more money. But here's the thing. Garage sales aren't every day. Right? Gar garage sale items, most of the time, they're long tail. Right? So you're going to be sitting on that and your money is going to get tied up. With Amazon, right, based on the ranking and the ranking, I'm telling you, it does not lie. Like that item I had talked about before that sold instantly when I went into the warehouse. I'll just be straight up what, what they were. I'll just tell you what they were. They were size 15 shoes. I'm thinking, there's no way these size 15 shoes are going to sell that fast, right? Because I'm like, this was an under 1,000 ranking. Yeah. Like who? Because on eBay, you list a pair of size 15 shoes. It's going to sit Yep. for the most part. These all sold, huh. right? And so... This is this is why I'm pushing Amazon right now because I know that my money's not going to get tied up. I know that the moment it gets into the warehouse, it's going to flip super fast, right? But let's get back to the hustle of the week. So I've been working on making connections with estate sales. So there's different levels of estate sales. There's the person that there's groups that put the bids in into an estate, and you know some people say. You know, I'll sell everything for a 20% cut or 30% cut or 40% cut, blah, blah, blah. And so the family says, okay, we'll go with you. So there's that person. Then there's the end buyer. The very end buyer is whatever is left over from the estate sale. And maybe I got this wrong, but this is how I understand it where we are locally. 
the the last buyer, the end buyer buys everything, but it's pretty much pennies on the dollar, right? It's kind of like anything, you know, when you're dealing with the store closeout, it's kind of similar to that. So I'm trying to be that guy in between both of those, right? So I've established some relationships and I, I've gone into some estates and I looked at stuff and I said, you know, I really would like to buy that, but I'm a reseller and so are you. And you understand that I need to make a profit, but these items, these are really long tail. So I don't want to have my money tied up. If, you know, if you're ever willing to sell this and not pennies on the dollar, I'll give you maybe 10 cents on the dollar. Like here's my business card. So this has already happened with this individual two to three times. And so I was contacted and I shared this on the Instagram story. And she had said, Hey, I have all this uh, boy scout stuff and no one picked it up. And it was a bunch of patches and belt buckles and so on. And she said, you know, let's go meet somewhere and, and, you know, I'll sell these to you. And then we started talking and, you know, and this is where I say you, you should be very upfront about what you can make on something, especially when you're dealing with another reseller. Yeah. Like they understand. Yeah. And if they don't, well, you probably don't want to work with that person. True. So, you know, at first she had said, well, these patches, you know, at first they're trying to get, I think, six to $10 on each patch. And I told her, I said, well, if you're trying to get that much, I got to be, you know, if, you're, if somebody's going to buy these out for pennies on the dollar, I got to have more than, you know, yeah. I got to be able to get a better deal. So, and she understood that and we were, we were, we were friends. So I bought for, actually, here's the thing. She, she said 50. I didn't give the first price. And then I said 40, but then. You know, I realized I'm like, do I really want to lowball? Mm. Right. So she said, Hey, I'll throw in these Boy Scout posters, 50 for all of it. And in my mind, I'm like, Yeah, why not? So for 50 bucks, I want to say I bought, I haven't fully counted all of it, but just a rough look, I would say close to 150 patches. Nice. Right. I could probably sell 10 of those and I'll already make my, you know, my $50 that I put into it. Right. Mm. And so I bought some belt buckles, I bought some other vintage Boy Scout stuff all for $50. So now I have, you know, potentially over a hundred listings that aren't going to take long. I can just take those pictures really quick, listen really quick, trigger that algorithm during Q4, right? To continue having eBay sales while I'm working on FBA. So that is my hustle of the week. I love it. That's really good. And hustles of the week are definitely something to be thankful for. Come on, hustlers. It's the freaking hustle of the week. Yeah. And Talking about being thankful, we're also very thankful for people. We are. So there's two groups I want to talk about. So first one is I want to, I just want to be thankful for all the reselling people that we know. Yeah. Right. The IG community, the Anana, the Facebook community, the TikTok community. I mean, Mike and I, and we shared this, actually we shared this in the last podcast and I don't know why we shared it so early. I should have just waited till now, but we have gained so much more from the reselling community than we've put out there, yep. you know, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing, but I know for us, I think about how much I've learned. This Q4 is going to be way more profitable for me than it was the last five Q4s of FBA because I know so much more. Yep. Right. I, you know, strategically I source better as far as margins, I'm working with better margins as far as when I need to sell things, I have a better understanding of when to flip things on Amazon. As far as eBay, I have a better understanding of what to anticipate as far as sales go for eBay and what I should be sourcing and listing during Q4 to make that efficient. 
right? What are some of the things? Can you can you think back of some of the things that you've kind of gained over our? It's it's been over a year, been about a year and three months, four months. Is that it? I feel like it's like a year and a half, almost. Almost there. Almost, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's been huge. The the amount of advice that we get from other people, right? People will send whether it's a comment on YouTube, like, "Hey, you should check out this program." I mean, we kind of found pirate ship through you correct know, that, college that, picker. We know. talked about that, and then um, you know, just there's so many there's so many things that people have mentioned and said that's been very helpful. Uh, tips that people have had for you know cleaning items, listing items. Um, I, I don't know. Is is the other thing you're going to talk about interviews? Is that the separate? Well, no, that that was that was well, that wasn't the other thing, but this that goes into all yeah, this. Yeah, and so like the interviews that we've had. I mean, one of the things I love about our interviews is is I learned so much. Like just thinking about it, like our last interview with with Amazing Taste Store, right? Like their experiences with, you know, experimenting is amazing because that's that's wisdom that I get to glean without having to test it myself, right? And, and of course, they mentioned like, take everything as a theory until you test it. But I think there's something to be said of saying like, okay, like people have tried this and these have been the results and it's kind of consistent. And so I can learn from that and then either not make the mistakes they've made or put into to effect the things they've, they've done. Um, and then the other thing that you get out of that is just all of like, I love asking the question like, What's the one or two pieces of life advice that you want to like give mm -hmm. to somebody? Because they're so insightful and, and to realize that everybody has a different story. Everybody has a different experience. And so they have something different to offer. And I think that's one thing I know about myself. Like if I'm just going to like self-reflect is I know that personally, I, and I think a lot of people are like this, if we're being honest, is it's easy to kind of feel like I know it all. I don't need help. You know, there's certain people you might look to like I can get help from this person because you, you can kind of put certain people on pedestals and then other people you can easily look at and say like, I can't learn anything from you, right? But that's just simply not true. Like if you really, mm -hmm. if you really were willing to treat everybody as if they had something to contribute to your life and you treated them like kindly and were thankful for them and and listened to what they have to say, I mean, it just amazes me how much you can learn. I mean, when, when we were at eBay Open, having conversations with people and just listening to their life story, it's just so encouraging at times to hear their successes. Um, at times, you know, you can kind of laugh with them as they're talking about their mm -hmm. failures and you can relate to them. And just being thankful, there's you can learn something from anybody, right? Like I learn things from little kids all the time. Like they say things, they do things, the way they interact with the world around them. I'm like, yeah, like that's a good attitude to have. That's and so thinking about that, you know, just kind of is a is a reminder to be thankful for the community that you're in. If you're using Instagram, if you're using Facebook, if you're using whatever social media platform, YouTube comments, whatever it is being thankful to be a part of it because sometimes things get heated, right? And I I, I know that because I'm, you know, part of other communities too. And there's times where there can be debates, there can be frustration. And to realize like that is such a good thing. Like that is what allows when two people have very, two different views on a subject, how to ship, how to do something. And they argue about it and there's debate about it. Everybody ends up ultimately coming out better off, right? Because you're kind of working through the rubbish and you're figuring out what, you know, Where's the gold in this, right? You're kind of burning off all of the stuff that's useless and you're getting to better things. And so even in a community where there's people you disagree with, being thankful, it's like, I'm thankful to have this community here because even this person that I don't always agree with, I can learn from them. And they might, even what I'm learning might be that I have to sharpen my own arguments and positions. And, and so having that attitude definitely helps. And instead of being negative about like this person, this group, this thing is kind of saying like, I'm just so thankful to have this opportunity that I can meet all these people, talk with all these people. Well, and that's that's kind of what I was going to say in the sense that we've learned a lot. And here's here's the thing. I think there's about 99% of the reselling community that very much understands that everybody has their own business to run. 
right? They have their own perspective, right? And then there's, you know, there's this handful of people like, this is the only way you got to do this. I can't believe you. You guys are stupid. Da, da, da. You know, mm-hmm. you get, we get those comments. We get that feedback. But overall, the community has been very much of, hey, you run things your way. Here's what we do. If this works for you, apply it. And I'm very grateful for that because I don't know. I've been in a lot of, you know, like you said, different communities. I've been in education and education does lend itself to a lot of like, hey, here's one way to do things better. And it's very welcoming and warm. But there's other parts of the education community that's not like that. No, that it's like you either do it our way or you're antiquated or you're off. You have no idea what you're talking about. So I'm grateful for that because, you know, I think about all the people we've interviewed and Every single person we've we've contacted has always been gracious. It's never been like, nah, who are you guys? Like, you guys only have so many followers on Instagram. You only have so many subscribers. Every single one of them has been willing to be on our podcast, right? And the, and the, we did have one one couple that we wanted, but it wasn't because they didn't think the best of our podcast. It's just they were in a really busy time in life and they couldn't do it, right? And hopefully we'll have them on soon. Yeah, but. Here's the other thing. It's, you know, I've been following people on YouTube for years, right? And you get the sense that, you know, oh, people are like this way on camera. But when you meet them in real life, they're probably jerks. I mean, I don't know. Do you ever make those judgments? For sure. Okay. Right. So we've pretty much met, I would say, all the, I would say, YouTube personalities, right, on uh, in the reselling niche. And I got to tell you, every single individual is is awesome like you know there are some that are very more public figures so when you meet them and you know one-on-one they're not as outgoing as they are on their videos right right? but no one's ever turned the shoulder to us or ever said hey you know who do you think you are blah blah blah. no instead you know when we went to ebay open oh (laughs) did i say that right it's fine it's it's fine it's been that one of those podcasts Every single individual that we stopped took the time to have a conversation with us to share their knowledge. And we're just grateful. I mean, it is a very welcoming community. I would say it's a very understanding community. And, you know, we talked about this, Mike, that we've developed friendships with people within the reselling community, right? There are some people that know all about my personal life that if you were asked me a year and a half ago, would I have shared that? No, like I wouldn't share that with anybody. Right. But that's the kind of friendships that have developed as a result of this community. I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, that's good. See, the other one is all of you. We are grateful for all of our listeners and all our followers. We would not be here. And I know this sounds kind of like we're just trying to push this, but I'm serious. Like if you think about how we began, Mike, we we're at a Starbucks. Yep. All right. We we're talking about, okay, what should our, our name be? Should we do a podcast? Should we even do video? Like, should we, what do we post on Instagram? Do you remember all those conversations we yep. had? Yep. And through it all, you guys, especially from the day one peeps, have stuck with us. And you may not have agreed with a lot of things. There's a lot of things you may not agree with, Mike. There may be a lot of things you don't agree with Orlando. Right. And hey, that's my personality. I, I just, I wrote people the wrong way. Right. I mean, I was an administrator. It comes with the territory, but still you're willing to look past our personalities. You're willing to look past our fumbles and still appreciate the podcast, appreciate what we post on Instagram on, even on TikTok, whatever cringe may be out there. And you continue to support us, whether it is through following us, whether it is to write reviews, 
whether it is through finances, through, you know, the link below, whether it's just very, you know, some of the things we get, sometimes people are like, hey, I want to buy through your affiliate link because I want to support what you guys are doing. Yeah. And I'm like, well, really? You don't have, like, we're just so grateful. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. So, so thankful. Um, Can't say thank you enough. Uh, it's the reason we keep doing it, right? Like, honestly, if just to be upfront, because, you know, we're very real and relevant, like the podcast does not bring in money to make the time worth it, right? Like if, if we were just making like a business decision, if I could be sourcing or I could be taking up a part-time job, flipping burgers, right? Like the amount of time we put into this, you make more money doing that. No problem. I don't know about flipping burgers. I think so. You think so? Yeah, no, maybe absolutely. the amount of time sure. we spend on social and yeah, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Right. But it, it almost never feels like work because we get such great encouragement and feedback back from you guys. So, you know, we're so thankful that, that we, you know, again, get to be part of the community and that you guys do so much for us. Um, you, you support us, you give us, like I said, reviews are so huge. Uh, just leaving, you know, a nice review and commenting and those things, it keeps us going because, um, you know, we feel like we're a part of something and, and that's part of it too, is, um, I was recently talking to a teacher at work who is a, um, he's the band teacher and he was saying that he, um, when he was in undergraduate school, got like free one-on-one -on -one lessons with this piano player who was like charged a ton of money, but like he just took him in under his wing, taught him all kinds of stuff. And at the end of it all, he said, look, the only thing I ask is that someday you pay it forward, right? Like that you provide back to, to kids and you do something. And so he does that on his own. He, this band teacher, like teaches kids, he private tutors them and he doesn't charge for it. Right. And so I, I feel in some ways like that's, we get to be blessed to do that. And it doesn't feel like work because you've provided so much for us. The community has provided so much for us that in any way we can, it's just like, Hey, pay this forward because it's one of those things, the more you're willing to put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. And if you are just like a, a, a passive listener, I got some podcasts that I love and I listen to and I don't interact with them at all. And I feel bad at times. Cause it's like, man, like I know what it means to me. Like I, I should just jump on their social or something and say like, you know, what it means to me because being a part of the community, being active in it, you'll be surprised. The more, just just test it out. Just try some social media, make a make a, pro, a profile, follow some other resellers, follow some other podcasts, follow some other YouTubers, uh, start communicating and you'll be surprised. You have something to offer and it, it makes a big difference in the community. Agreed. And, you know, I'm thankful for the fact that some of you actually do take the time to contact us, right? Let us know how reselling and via the podcast has been able to change your life, right? Because, you know, sometimes we go, well, hopefully we brought value on this episode, right? But it still happens, yeah. right? So we're just, I don't know. Yeah. I can't put into words how grateful I am. And hopefully the value, I mean, we do have the hustles of the week and, and some things that we provided this one. It wasn't like a specific tip. Like a lot of times people are just looking for fast, like five things you can do to increase your sales by 5,000% next week, right? And so, you know, we didn't have like that kind of information here, but I really firmly believe especially as we're going into Thanksgiving, right? This is a good time to have an episode like this is if I just encourage you all to take a little bit of time, step back and consider all the things about reselling that you're thankful for, all the things that reselling has done for you, um, all the opportunities it's opened up, the, the relationships it's developed. And it helps you to not just be drowning in the negativity because negativity, it's, it's contagious. It feeds on itself. And, you know, you want to find other people who are being negative. And you don't feel better about it. Like nobody, the, the knots in your stomach, the frustration levels, the high blood pressure doesn't go away the more you think about it, right? Mm -hmm. Like it gets worse. And, and of course, there's times when like there's an emergency situation you have to address. But a lot of times it's like things that are outside of your control. And just taking a moment, especially this time of the year to just be like, what am I thankful for? 
um, in life in general, but specifically with reselling can help realign you and get you fresh, especially as we're coming up to the new year and kind of, again, another time of year where you can be thinking about like, how can I, how can I think differently? Because the way you think is going to be how you act and feel, right? Like you, you act and feel the way you do because of the way you think. And so if in any way you can, you can address that and kind of force yourself at times even to be thankful, it will pay dividends. Um, and then without, I don't want to forget to like everybody who resells. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are exceptions out there that were just hundred percent solo. You don't have any kind of support system in life at all. But I think all of us for the most part have some kind of support system. It might not be like a reselling partner. Some of us are, are blessed to have that, but it's, it's something, right? Like it, it's a friend, it's a connection mm-hmm. that you have. It's an opportunity doors that have opened. It's, it's people who've helped you out in different ways. Somebody's willing to watch your kids. Somebody's willing to like whatever it ends up being, um, just taking time to be thankful for those people. Like in my life, it's my wife, it's my family. It's my, I mean, her parents have done so much for us. Like we're, we're the studio we're at right now is because of them. And so just taking time to be thankful for those people in your life that help you. I agree. That's a great point because, you know, I think about all the times that, you know, like last night, two in the morning and I have friends, you know, on social, they're not, they're more than friends on social, but that's how we connect. And they're like, Hey, late night packing, what's going on, blah, 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 everything all good. It's like, wow. Like there is that support system. Right. And I don't have that, you know, significant other, but that's all right because I have plenty of people out there, right. That are willing to keep me accountable and continue encouraging me. And I'm super, super grateful for that. So with all that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant and be reselling and thankful. It's Thanksgiving, ladies. Mm-hmm.